Good evening on this very glorious Friday night. <laughs> I feel like the weather today gave everybody some motivation to actually, or additional motivation to stay in and um, work on themselves. Um, hi, Soraya. It's so good to see um, so to see some of you back here again. Um, as always, I am not punishing people for being on time, so I am gonna get right into it. Um, for those of you who are here for the first time, today's, like this format and today's session as well, um, is all about being short and sweet and to the point. So I'm not gonna do an extensive intro about myself. All you need to know is that my name is Laura Nagel, I'm a life coach and everything else about how I work and what I offer you can find on my Instagram profile or on my website. Um, and about the session, so this session is, um, is part of the February self-love series where we meet um, three times a week for 20, 30 minutes only. It's all about um, keeping the sessions short, but very intentional and thinking about um, our goals and what we want to achieve regularly instead of every once in a while, hence this short format. We want to be intentional with our, with our change we're creating. We want to be consistent, um, hence why I am not expecting a long commitment in terms of time, but a frequent commitment. Now, let's dive into today's topic, which is releasing shame and guilt. And as a start, I want to talk about what guilt and shame really are, even though it might seem obvious, but um, I want to give you a definition because I think it's important to understand what we're dealing with before we talk about releasing it and getting rid of it or healing from it. So the things that we feel shame and guilt about, um, so basically shame and guilt are created by the environment that we live in, the society we're part of, the family unit we are raised in, and Shame and guilt are a mechanism aimed at regulating our behavior so that we fit into the group. So that family unit, that, um, that friend group, because we are herd animals. And so basically shame and guilt are the, are the feelings we feel that are supposed to limit us so that we don't break out of the group because um, we want to belong, right? And shame and guilt can have a, I don't want to say a positive side to them, but they can be used to your advantage. Um, and we'll be talking about today. And also shame and guilt can be an obstacle to you living your life to the fullest and feeling good about yourself often on a daily basis, right? So, and we will be talking about 
that as well. Um, I want to start off with talking about shame and guilt in relation to things that you did and um, and you regret or feel bad about. And these are the things that when you look back at them, you might see them as a mistake. So it's not the society telling you it's wrong. It's something that you know, you personally don't agree with. And that thing might be haunting you, not letting you sleep at night, stopping you from taking action, um, something you are going back to over and over and over again. And that is obviously a not a good place to be in. Um, and that decreases our quality of life significantly. So what you want to do with the things that already happened that are haunting you, um, either with guilt or with shame or with both, uh, you want to treat it as a learning opportunity. So reframing it basically and looking at it as something that you need to accept, just like other things about yourself. And, you know, we've been discovering the self-acceptance and self-love um, throughout all of February. So there might be, uh, so, the, so the previous sessions, if you've not been part of them, it is worth catching up on them in terms of self-acceptance and um, deepening that self-love through self-acceptance. Um, the previous sessions are saved here on Instagram, on my profile and on my podcast called Your Best Life Now. So if you look up my name, Laura Nagel, or um, or the name of the podcast, Your Best Life Now, um, you will find the all of the previous sessions and also bonus content that I don't release here on Instagram um, for this February self-love sessions. So um, worth tuning in. The upcoming bonus episode is going to be about boundaries, how to establish boundaries, how to understand your boundaries and how to execute them. So um, if this is something that's interesting to you, make sure to follow the podcast, because like I said, it will not be available here on Instagram. But uh, going back to the topic. So, uh, yes, it's on Spotify. If you look up my name, Laura Nagel, or the name of the podcast, Your Best Life Now, um, you will find it. It's on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, now, uh, so, so we want to do the reframing, right, of the things that you cannot let go of that already happened, things that you did. And the way you want to look at it is, like I said, as something that you just need to accept and think of it from the perspective of the only way forward is to grow from it as much as I can and let go of the rest. Because me constantly going over what happened, what I could have done, what I should have done, oh, how I wish it never had happened, that won't help you. That is only making you feel worse. So taking it as, yes, it's part of me, just like my childhood is part of me, just like my previous relationships are part of me, just like my work history is part of me and my and my work experience this is my life experience because our failures 
are what makes us truly grow as human beings. So the things you regret are your failures, right? And these are the things that are making you grow. And once you do that, um, once you reframe it, you will be able to shift away from that feeling of guilt and regret. And this is when the relief comes, when you are truly able to do that. And, and I am not saying it will be an overnight fix um, because it's a process. But whenever these thoughts come, instead of thinking, I should have never done that, focus on what is the learning here. And, uh, and focus on your vision for the future and how you will apply learnings from that past experience in your future to improve it. And that's, I do appreciate, that's another level of difficulty there to see your failure as actually a blessing. But this is what it is. It's, you know, everybody makes mistakes. And like I said, the mistakes are the things that actually make us grow. So whenever these thoughts come, and sometimes they're very intrusive, like they just come, come over at the worst possible time. But when they do come, don't try to run away from them, welcome them and accept them and think, okay, so now I'm going to do some thinking about how I can grow from this, what the lesson is, how is my life going to be better because of that. So um, for things you regret, that is the reframing that I would encourage you to try to do. Um, now... There is another layer to the shame and guilt issue, which is the things that we feel bad about, but we want at the same time. And we have this conflict, right? Because our environment is making us or trying to make us feel ashamed um and guilty of something and we have this conflict because we feel bad wanting and doing it but at the same time we crave it and um there are many examples of that you know for example cultural clashes so when you're raised within a certain culture and then you decide to live outside of the rules of that culture or that religion or just a certain set of values it doesn't even have to be as deep as a particular culture or religion but just your values might be different than your parents, let's say. Um, they might be trying to influence you by telling you you're making a mistake and that maybe you're a bad person. Um, and all these different types of emotional blackmail, um, conscious or not. And for this one, this is very difficult or or something that happens very often as well is um, when there are conflicts between generations or cultures in terms of sexual orientation, for example, um, or the have kids versus not have kids, right? The choice of that. So the solution for that is another reframe, but in this case, that would be understanding that it is their values and their point of view and if you're not hurting anyone and you're happy, it is your right to live accordingly with your needs, your wants and your desires. And that is obviously easier than done, but that is the very first step 
towards releasing that shame and guilt, knowing that just because someone tells you it's wrong, it doesn't necessarily mean that it is. It might just be their version of wrong, their definition of um, of something that you should be ashamed of or guilty or, you know, feel guilty about or um, however else they call it. So just always being mindful and questioning just because someone tells me something is wrong. Is it really? Is it? Or maybe it's just, you know, according to their values. So this is when the... Um, this is when the self-discovery part comes to play. We talked about it yesterday. So if you feel like maybe you struggle um, to fully understand your values and what is aligned with them and what isn't, or you're struggling to distinguish if what your environment is telling you is true to you or not, then I would recommend you, you, you revisit yesterday's session and catch up on that. But um, so the reframing is the very first step. Um, another thing is letting go of external need for approval from your family, from your friends, from the internet, from strangers on the street, from whoever. And this is, um, this is so key, regardless of the journey you're on. Um, but this also applies in terms of releasing that shame or guilt in terms of, in the case of that guilt being imposed or shame being imposed by the environment um, when it's coming from the difference of values and priorities, basically. Because once you let go the need of everyone accepting your choice and everyone agreeing with you and applauding you, it will be so much easier to just say, okay, you think what I'm doing is wrong. I disagree. And again, I am not hurting anyone. These are my values. This is how I want to live. I am free to do that. And you are free not to be part of that. And that is very difficult to say. And this is actually the next step. But I just want you to be aware um, of who you really are living for, right? So um, yes, but I, I kind of already got ahead of myself and started talking about step three, which is communicating your views. If you can, because obviously there are cases um, where our environment, especially in terms of our family members, but also some friends, um, some coworkers, for example, where we know they are not open to even having a conversation. And in that case, I would say, just don't talk about it. Don't react to what they say, maybe ask them not to do it. But um, if they do, if they still do comment in a way that makes you feel bad, either avoid the topic, communicate you don't want to talk about it, or if neither of these works, um, maybe cut the ties. And I know that's not always possible, which is why, you know, I'm suggesting the first two options, but your peace of mind comes first. So if there is someone actively trying to make you feel bad about the choices you make, which you know are not objectively or from your point of view, uh, I don't think there's such a thing as an objectively correct decision. Um, but if, if you know your choices are aligned with your values then, and your priorities, then um, that person needs to go. Or at least they need to stop talking about the things that you differ, um, you differ in so much. 
So that was step number four. And step number five is looking for communities and groups that share, that share your views. Um, because it is much easier to stick in your decision to be brave and to be persistent and consistent with how with how you live your life without caving in to what other people expect you to be and are trying to guilt trip you into being so having people around you who get it can be massively massively helpful and um yeah finding that community if you can and you know in today's day and age it's uh, it's never been easier. I'm not saying it's easy, but it's the easiest it's ever been with the internet, with you know, with meetups, with social media platforms. Um, you can find people who like it's very it's 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 so much easier to find people who have been uh, through what you have been through, or who are facing similar issues, and to have that support is. Um, is super helpful. It can keep you going in the times of crisis uh, when you want to maybe change your path just for the peace of mind, just so they stop talking, just so they stop telling you um, that you need to do X, Y, Z, you know, find a partner, um, change your orientation as if that was possible, have a kid, get married, uh, whatever, whatever it is. I'm just using the example that are most common. Um, based on the conversation I'm having with clients. So uh, yes, this is it for today. Uh, For the first time this week, we actually managed to fit into 20 minutes. So now is the time for questions. Um, If you have any questions, if you have any reflections, comments, anything you want to share at all, now is the time to put it in the chat. And as you type, uh, I'm going to stay on. I can see the comments already rolling in, but um i'm gonna stay for a few more minutes as i wait for you guys to type everything you have on your mind let me just remind you that um next week we are meeting on wednesday and thursday and on wednesday we will be talking about resilience how to become a mentally strong person and on thursday we're going to be talking about emotional intelligence how to cultivate it in ourselves and how to use it to our advantage both both thursday and um uh, wednesday and thursday meetings will be at seven here on instagram as always so um yeah this is it in terms of the announcements now uh, let's get into the questions Uh, Luna says, where do you draw the line in terms of being told by someone you care about that something you did wasn't okay when you believe it is fine and it has hurt them? Okay, so these are two completely different things. So the, so the, um, the shame and guilt I was talking about was when someone is trying to shame us about our choices as in our life choices. Uh, you know, this is the diet I'm going to follow. For example, if I'm choosing to be vegan and someone's telling me, oh, that's not healthy for you, blah, blah, blah. Um, I mean, I draw the line of this is my choice. I'm an adult person. I'm going to do it right. I'm choosing not to have kids or I'm choosing to have kids. I'm choosing to live somewhere, do something. Um, when it comes to 
communicating with other people about the relationship that you have with them, that is a completely different um, area. And that would be a completely different session we would need to have. So I'm not going to get into it here because, yeah, we would be here for 20 minutes. I would have to, you know, cover potential, like basically talk about communication in relationships. And that's very different. So thank you for the question. I might use it as inspiration for one of the episodes um, for the podcast as a bonus episode. But... I just can't get into it now um, because yeah, there are too many factors. One, one is communication. Another one is potential manipulation. Um, so also recognizing that when it's genuine communication, when it's an, a manipulation attempt. Um, great topic, very interesting, uh, but too complex for this session. But thank you for the question. Um, Sharon says, I used to feel guilty for going out as my partner would get upset if I went out. Um, yeah, this is exactly the, like, this is the perfect example of the second part of the webinar today. So reframing that this, these are someone's values, not your values. Like if, you're, if your partner thinks that going out is wrong and, you know, assuming you're not doing anything illegal, that is his way of seeing things. And because he's your partner, he's not, I mean, an ex-partner now, but um, because he's your partner, someone you share your life with, it's obviously easier if they are on your side. So I am not advising here. I mean, I wouldn't be giving advice on a live anyway, because I just don't know enough about the situation. But uh, as, a, as a rule, if you're doing something because you feel like, it brings you joy and fun. Um, and someone thinks it's not good just because, and that's the reason, then yeah, this is this is exactly when you need to do that reframing work of these are my values, this, these are my priorities, um, and I'm acting accordingly. And if someone cannot get on board with that, then we have a problem and we need to talk about it. Um, another question. I often feel guilty because I have a long-term medical condition, which is invisible. I think people think I'm lazy for not getting up when I can't. Uh, well, for that one, it's all about how you see yourself and what you think. Because obviously some people will think that. Um, some people think pregnant women are lazy for not standing up because clearly they're young since they can get pregnant. And some people say pregnancy is not an illness. Why would you not be able to stand up? So, you know, there will always be some people who feel more entitled or who, 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 who think that you are not, um, that you shouldn't be receiving any type of, you know, preferential treatment or whatever. Um, so I wouldn't care too much about that um, because when it comes to it we all deserve a seat or you know whichever toilet we feel like we need um, and it's optional it's our act of goodwill to free it up for someone else right so um, I wouldn't I wouldn't bother too much about it because like I said, there will always be someone who has an issue if they want to. And there are people who are very hurt in their lives and very sad, and then they project it onto other people. So if someone would have an issue to me, 
um, I would probably just not engage in that. I find it difficult to say no and put myself first. I always care too much what people will think of me. Uh, well, in that case, uh, you need to watch the session from last week, from actually Friday as well, which is called Saying No Confidently. This is about assertiveness and executing boundaries. So um, go to my uh, Instagram profile or to my podcast um, if you want to listen to it, you know, maybe while doing something. And when you're at it, please make sure, if you find the session helpful, of course, um, please make sure to rate the show five stars. Um, I've only started it recently. So um, the more reviews, the more engagement, the more people it can reach. And, you know, all of this resource is for free. So um, if you want to pay forward uh, the help and the value that you got, that is the best way to do it. Um can you write and publish a PDF of what you spoke in this? Um, no, I can't, but feel free to take notes uh, for yourself so you can replay the session um, however many times you need, both here and on Spotify. I might do some posts about it at one point, but in terms of if, if, uh, a PDF, no, that is not something I can offer. How would you ha how would we handle ups and downs while trying to reframe our vision of the past? As in, I am fine with my past and a few minutes later, I am lying to myself. I don't feel okay with it. Um, accepting that this is part of the journey. So when you are at the stage of I am lying to myself, I don't feel okay with it. Telling yourself, okay, that's fine. You need time to process this. So it might not feel real right now, the, you know, the reframed approach of I am accepting my past. I know it's a learning opportunity. And then afterwards you're like, no, this is all bullshit. I just did something wrong and now I have to live with it for the rest of my life. Just accept it like any other intrusive thought. It's okay. I see this thought like to, you can say to this thought, like I see you, you're there. Let's sit together until until you're ready to pass. Um, because I know, even though it feels forced and it feels maybe fake and it feels like I'm lying to myself, deep down, um, or even if it's not deep down, even if it's very external for now, this is the way forward. So I'm gonna keep telling myself that this is part of me, that this is past. This is in the past, it stays in the past, and that's okay until I believe it. So this is why I'm saying it's a process because you need to repeat it a number of times before it becomes a reality. This is why affirmations work. This is unfortunately, so you know, affirmations are the good side of the repetition, let's say. Um, but this is also why propaganda works. Um, so, you know, there's a quote. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name the name, uh, but there is a quote that says a lie repeated enough times becomes a reality. And this is kind of the approach, so it works both ways. So if you affirm something negative, it will also happen. Um but yeah, just being okay with whatever it is and just consciously choosing to convince yourself uh and to talk to yourself that um about that progress you're making 
My values are, Luna says, my values are radical honesty and compassion and I sometimes get shamed for being too honest or harsh even though I am not. I find it very difficult to hear from people that are close to me. Um, okay, there are two things here. One is um, there is a difference between honesty and blandness, blandness on the verge of rudeness, I would say. Because sometimes we think we're being honest, but, to, but we're just being insensitive, basically, to how people might feel. So that is one thing um, to be mindful of. And another is maybe they are just not your people. If they, if they think you're too, too honest or too harsh, maybe they're just not your people. But I would explore, especially if you're getting that feedback from that, from a number of people, the too honest or too harsh, um, that maybe you are just too, maybe just not sensitive enough in terms of how you word what you think. And I want to stress it here that I am not suggesting that you tame yourself and not talk about certain things because it's not about that. It's never about stopping ourselves from communicating things that are on our mind but it's more about how you deliver them. So maybe exploring that a little bit. Right, um, anything else before we go? I'm just gonna stay on for a minute or two in case there's anything else anybody wants to share or ask. I'm very grateful for uh, for how we are starting to have, you know, a regular group of people coming in. I really enjoy hanging out with you guys. I love how I'm getting to know you as well, you know, through when you when you share your your reflections um, that you have throughout the webinar, your questions. It gets it helps me to get to know you, and and I really cherish that. So. Uh, I don't think there are any more questions for today, so we will end here. Oh, actually, hang on. <laughs> there is one more. Um, Lee says, in, a, in relationships, I always prioritize my partner's feelings and place too much effort in making them happy, which ends in me not fully expressing myself. This has repeatedly ended in me being hurt and relationships coming to an end. Right. Um, let me re let me read that again. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. So, yes. So basically, what you're saying is that because you were not expressing yourself and prioritizing someone else, that would lead to hurt and frustration, which would eventually cause the breakdown in the relationship. Um, I'm trying to think how I can give you an advice that's not going to take, you know, an hour to, to, um, to express here. And, um, I would probably suggest the, the boundaries, um, webinar that we had last Friday as a starting point. And then also thinking of reasons why, uh, you're not expressing yourself fully why you feel like you're not uh yeah 
like you're like you're not like you're not fully expressing yourself is it is it your partner is it um making you feel like you can't or is it something in you if it's been a number of relationships um that ended this way which still is not to say that this is this is on you it might just be a, your pattern in terms of um choosing a certain type of a person for a partner so um i think exploring these two so exploring boundaries and the second thing would be exploring the reason for you not expressing yourself fully like what is causing that but um these are the these are the quick suggestions um i can make here on the live right now um, Luna says, I have done a lot of work on this because of uh, past trauma and valuing connection so much. Plus, I'm highly sensitive myself. So yeah, it's probably they are not my people. Well, there you go. Um, it goes back to, to what I said earlier today about um, finding that community. So maybe it's just a signal that um, it's time to branch out and, uh, and expand your circle. So, um, yeah. Oh, great. Uh, you guys are connecting in the comments as well. I love it. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe this is your guys's community. Um, I would love that if this is, if this is what, uh, what these hangouts would, would grow into one day. But, um, anyway, thank you so much for tuning in tonight and I will see you next Wednesday. 7 p.m. we'll be talking about resilience and how to be a mentally strong person. Have a good weekend.